This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we conclude a week of broadcasting. And we hope that you've been with us because we've been talking about Joseph of Arimathea. And we've read from each of the gospel where his name appears, Matthew 27, verses 57 to 60, Mark chapter 15, verses 42 to 46, Luke chapter 23, verses 50 to 53, and today as we did yesterday, I'd like to read that portion describing Joseph of Arimathea from the gospel of John. John 19, beginning at verse 38. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but a secret one, for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate granted permission. He came, therefore, and took away his body. And Nicodemus came also, who had first come to him by night, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds weight, and they took the body of Jesus, bound it in a linen wrappings, with the spices, as is the, burial, as is the burial custom of the Jews. And when we summarize, Junie, the four um, mentions of Joseph of Arimathea in the scriptures, we come to this conclusion. He was a wealthy man. He was a disciple of Jesus. But as I just read, he was a secret one. He was a member of the Sanhedrin council. He was waiting for the kingdom of God. He was a good and righteous man but he was fearful of the Jewish people. So we've been speaking a lot about the fear of man. And at the end of Jesus's life, actually when he was hanging on the cross, Joseph took a bold step and was willing to identify himself with Jesus in the condition that Jesus was in. He was no longer fearful of man, didn't want to please man, but wanted to please God. And of course, we talked about pleasing God, and I think the most important scripture to keep in mind is what we read yesterday. John chapter 8, verse 29. Out of Jesus' mouth came these words, I do always those things that please him. We also read Hebrews eleven five. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. He obtained the witness that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. And yesterday we were reading the fear of man, because if we are in fear of people, like Joseph of Arimathea was for so much of his life, we are not going to live in the fear of God. And we also talked about the blind man, who the scripture says was not born blind because of sin in his family, but for the glory of God. And when Jesus healed him 
and he was called before the council with his parents. His parents feared for their life to be thrown out of the synagogue, but the blind man, who could now see, he said, I don't know who this man is, but I was blind and now I see. And so the testimony and the declaration of Jesus healing him was um, was without fear. He was so excited because he knew only God could heal his sight. It was a miracle. And he told that to the council. So he not only uh, pleased God, but he also stood as a witness yes, and, and, and a testimony of the, the um, deeds and the miracles that Jesus performed for the Father in heaven. Amen. So we would encourage you, don't let the fear of man stop you from being that witness. We closed yesterday's program by looking at Psalm 25, verse 12. Who is the man who fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way he should choose. That's powerful, Junie. And we see in uh, Psalm 33, 8, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of wow. him. And you know, so many times, Shelley, most people don't even care or know that God exists. That's right. And you know, it breaks my heart when I think of it because the Lord really loves us. He cares so much for us that he counts every hair on our head. And I pray for every listener, for anyone who just happened to turn on uh, KXEG at 1280 this moment, that God is alive, he loves you, he cares for you. And just as Joseph of Arimathea was a secret believer, I pray that the Holy One of Israel, the Christ, the Son of the living God, would reveal himself to you and let you know that he's alive and he loves you and that you would desire to know him and uh, stand in awe of him because he cares for you. Hallelujah. We read also, Junie, in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Hallelujah. And finally, in the New Covenant, we read in Colossians chapter 3, verse 22, Slaves, in all things obey those who are your masters on earth, not with external service as those who merely please men, but with sincerity of heart. Fearing the Lord. Junie, that's that's a verse that can guide our entire life. We're not to please men, but we are to live in the healthy reverence of God, the fear of God, which, of course, we know the word says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I know, Junie, throughout the week, you spoke about such an important subject, and that is when we go back to think of Joseph of Arimathea, he chose to identify himself with Jesus at the worst possible time. Looking at it from the natural standpoint, Jesus had just been crucified. The hopes of his followers were shattered and it looked like a great defeat. Nevertheless, Joseph came and took the body of the Messiah, buried it in his tomb. What a time to identify yourself with the Lord. A dead, motionless body. How many believers today separate themselves from the Lord's spiritual body because they don't like the present condition of his body? But for believers, there's a lesson to be learned from the life of Joseph of Arimathea. Are you willing to suffer the affliction of being with God's people despite its many spots, wrinkles, and blemishes? Jesus is the head of the body and our instructions must come from the head. 
And we know, Shelley, that the body of Christ is the church. Yes. And how many of us are really willing to cry out for Israel and the Jewish people because they belong to God yes. and all the covenants and promises that were given to Israel. And Israel, even to this day, is an enemy of the gospel for the Gentiles' sake until the fullness of the Gentiles Hallelujah. comes in. So the identification with God's heart and with his being the head would be to love the people yes, of Israel and to pray for the Jews. And how many Jewish people have you shared with to say that Jesus is your Messiah, the Son of God, and the Savior of the world? The fear of man is a snare, Shelley. Yes. But when we are living in God's ways, then we'll have the courage to speak and the courage to live and the courage to walk in the ways of God. It's so true, Junie, and I hope our people are listening carefully. You know, um, when we talked about not being fearful, I want to read a scripture from Matthew chapter 10. It says, this is what Jesus said, Whoever confesses me before men, him will I also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him will I also deny before my Father who is in heaven. And this is so important that both, to understand this, that both in the Hebrew and in the Greek, the words for confess goes far beyond just a word spoken at a moment of time. For example, in Hebrew, there's a Hebrew word yada, and it means, in addition to just being translated into confess, it means to revere, to worship, to praise, and to give thanks. And amazingly, Junie, the Greek word that's translated confess always uh, also carries with it this meaning. It means to assent to, to acknowledge, to profess, and to give thanks. So confess is not just a one-time confession and where you mouth, you mouth out that Jesus is Lord, but it's a way of life. It speaks of a life given over to the Lord in a total expression. For example, we read in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Again, we could say confessing his name, because in Greek when it says give thanks, it's saying confess. And therefore, we have to live by the example of Joseph of Arimathea, that we cannot fear any people. We cannot try to please people because if we please people, we're not pleasing God. If we're fearful of people, we're not fearful of God. And in a very real way, Shelley, that can't come unless we walk like Joseph of Arimathea, yes. who gives over our will and our way to the Lord and identifies with the Lord and one very important thing, Shelley, that the new covenant is a new heart. Yes, Lord. And a new spirit. And those laws that God gave are no longer written on stone, but written in the hearts of men. So if you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart Hallelujah. as your Lord and Savior, you have an opportunity to cry out to him and to let him know 
You don't want to live for yourself anymore. You want to give him all that you are and live for him and ask him to give you a new heart and come into your life that you might live in his ways and not your own. And you know what, Junie, going back to Joseph of Arimathea, he had such excellent qualities. He was a disciple. He was waiting for the kingdom of God. And what a testimony that the word of God clearly shows. He was a good and a righteous man waiting for the kingdom. You know, we pray that in this day and age, as we are living in the end of the days, that we would be called by God a good and righteous man looking and expecting and living for the kingdom of God. Bless the Lord. Well, this being Friday, we would like to close this week's broadcasting by once again reciting the Shema, the heartbeat of our Jewish people. And if you know this, we just invite you to say it along with us. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Lord, I pray Thank for the Echad, the oneness of God, Hallelujah. that we might walk as Joseph of Arimathea, that we might identify yes, with Lord, your yes. people, that we might identify with you, Hallelujah. that we might stand for truth. Yes, granted, and I Lord. pray that as my people, my, my sisters, light the Shabbat candles tonight, you would open their eyes to Yeshua. Granted. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyandJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyandJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.